Okay, we need to talk. Because your boy has just... Because your boy has started watching Andor. Oh my god. Why did nobody tell me how good this show was? I'm joking. Everybody said it. But I, for whatever reason, after three episodes at launch, I was not really that into it. I'm messing with my zipper. I don't know why. Anyway, was not that into it. And... I think it really is comes down to I was not fully paying attention. I think I was just getting distracted on my phone or something, and I wasn't getting all of the story beats because watching these three episodes over, I was already hooked after two. So I cannot believe that I was not a part of the, the, the wave of everybody loving Andor when that was going on a year ago. But I am on it now. And I cannot wait to stop recording and go out of this room and watch another episode. So with that being said, let's jump to hyperspace. Alright, welcome back Padawans to episode 51 of the JMR Podcast. I'm your host Jelani, aka Jedi Master Ren, and today we are on... The Road to Survivor, because as of tomorrow at 11 p.m., at least me, I know me for sure, I am going to be christening my PS5 and that TV out there with Jedi Survivor, and I cannot wait. So, I want to start this off, this show off, by talking about my hype level and where I'm at with it. So, we had a review roundup today. I only listened to uh, Kind of Funnies today as I was uh, at work. And I loved everything that I was hearing from those guys. You know, they are my go-to reviewers um, personally. And I, I'm not hanging on everybody's word. Even Barrett, who is the, you know, the Star Wars guy over there. I, you know, I've noticed that he is very much like he's taken a different approach to the Jedi series than I have. He's gotten, you know, very close to this character as, you know, on a personal level. And I am not to that point with uh, Cal. I love Cal. I love Cal as a character. And he is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. Definitely my favorite character in Star Wars gaming for sure. But I don't know if he's like my favorite overall character, but he's up there. I would say he's definitely top five. But for Barrett, he's like very much top one. And he was, you know, the run up to this, he's like, I don't know if the story can, you know, uh, continue what was done in Fallen Order because of how well they wrapped everything up. And I can see that, you know, like everything was pretty wrapped up at the end of Fallen Order, but... I still do think that there is more. And the only thing and the reason that there's more to tell is because he was in front of Vader and he got away. That's the thing. And that's what makes him different. He's a Jedi that got away, got all the way to him. He took out all of his Inquisitors and that was not enough to stop him. You know, he kept going, and obviously, I, you know, he didn't make it to Vader. Vader showed up there, but that's because his Inquisitors couldn't get the job done. So, obviously, Cal has a... They're, they're, Vader's going to want to find him. That's what I'm trying to say. Because he is the one that got away. And if he's not... And I'm not going to say he's, like, adamantly searching, but he's definitely going to remember that Jedi, and he's going to try to find that Jedi and take him out. You know what I mean? So... 
The story is not over. Cal's journey is not done. And the added aspect to this is that he is becoming, or at the end of Fallen Order, becoming more and more one with the Force. Therefore, his journey's not done. You know what I mean? And it was something that I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me while playing Fallen Order, was that these are just things that, you know, everything that he was learning are just normal, basic Jedi powers that he was learning as a Padawan, you know, or that he had already learned. So he was just relearning those things and, you know, building his connection with the Force again. Well, we knew, I knew that, but just, I guess it didn't even click that he was going through that journey and, and you know, getting that piece of him back. You know what I mean? And to where, at the end, he's not, like, it's you're not this all-powerful Jedi, even though it feels like you are, you know, from when you first started the game. You're just where you're at when Order 66 took place. You know what I mean? So, like, realistically, he should be a lot farther along with his training than where he's at if he had continued being one with the Force. So, there is still that aspect of the story that can, and as we've seen with the trailers and from what they've told of us, is going to be told in this, you know, this sequel. So, I am very much excited, and there is really nothing that, you know is going to break this excitement for me. And I'm not even going in. I don't need it to do anything. The things that I've heard that it is doing are things I'm like, perfect, beautiful, awesome. You're giving me more customization. Perfect. You're giving me more options in fighting. And these are all things that are going to help you progress through these different worlds that they're going to be giving us to explore again. And like, cause I think we're going to, I want to say we're going back to at least one of the planets that we visited in Fallen Order. That would be kind of cool just to see kind of, you know, how it's changed over the time, over the course of, you know, the amount of years that it's been between games. Um, you know what else I found out? There is actually a book called, I want to say it's Jedi Battle Something. It's Battle Something. I don't remember what it is, but it, it's Jedi Battle Something because it is a story that takes place between Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor, and it kind of bridges that gap between the two games. Not fully, I don't think, but it does tell at least a major, like, um, battle that, well, <laughs> duh, but a major mission that the crew had to go on. So maybe in that story we kind of figure out how exactly they went their separate ways and how they had, you know, they all went um, and started to go down their own paths. I feel like that's the case. Unfortunately, I found out about this book way too late. I literally was scrolling on Facebook, I think. Not even Facebook. I think it was YouTube. And somebody said something. I think it was um, either on a comment or it was like in a, a community post. But it was about the book. And I was like, whoa, 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 what? And turns out the book came out in, I think it was March, which means... We would have had about, well, that's only a month. But either way, at least a month is better than a week. So I haven't even got my hands on this book. So I don't know exactly when I want to tackle that to kind of bridge that story here um, to see, you know, well, what happened after Fallen Order? Why, you know, we feel the need to continue down this path, you know what I mean? Or continue to fight against the Empire instead of the hiding, which is what they have been doing. And maybe that's because, number one, they made so much of a mess in Fallen Order, and now they are on the radar of the Empire. Or, number two, they're tired of hiding, and they want to do something, and they have the power to do so. So, I'm going to end it there with the Jedi Survivor rant, because y'all already know how hyped I am for that. Next week's episode, be prepared for it to be completely about Jedi Survivor. I'm just letting you know that now. Be prepared. But let us move over to another 
future game that could be on the horizon, right? So we got Jedi Survivor. That's going to be coming out. <laughs> Should be the 28th, but we are blessed with getting it a day early on the at 11 p.m. I'm sorry. I'm still renting. Anyway, on record, this game came on my feed literally out of nowhere. I just hopped on YouTube like I normally do, and very first thing that popped up, IGN's gameplay trailer for Unrecord. I'm like, the heck is this? And you know how it does a little preview thing. So it starts to preview, and I'm like, what the, f what? Okay, well, this is obviously, this is a movie, because you know, IGN throws the movie uh, trailers up there too, and then I see gameplay trailer, and I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, this is a, ga a game. What? Let me... Let me tell you how shocked I was by this. I had to stop. I didn't even watch the whole thing. I watched about 30 seconds of this. I had to stop the video and send it to my father. My dad is not a video game connoisseur in the slightest, but he's seen me play these games. And as we've gotten farther and farther into, you know, these later generations, as we have, like, really starting with the 8th gen and definitely now the 9th gen of consoles, as he's been seeing these, he's blown away by the graphics and how realistic everything looks. He hasn't even really properly seen what the PS5 can do. He is only basing this judgment off of PS4 images and stuff like that. So, I sent him that, and he literally almost shat himself and he had he started texting me he's like is this real like what is this and I started going in on like how I am pretty sure which uh, it has been confirmed as I found out it is Unreal Engine 5 or it is created on Unreal Engine 5 and it is a real game I've seen um a tweet from the developer who literally he and this was on um Jake Baldino's um YouTube video he showed a um uh tweet of the developer who he has it in his what is it called? In his, um, you know, the Unreal Engine. It's literally there, loaded up, and you can see that it is running in engine. Now, is it running good? Does the, does it control well? None of that is, can be said by seeing that image, but what can be said is that what we saw was an actual game that's in, in some respect. It is running off of a game engine. So, that's really what my dad was wondering. And he's like, is this real? Like, or is this like a, you know, they're putting real photos into it. And I had to explain to him that, no, this is where we're getting with gaming engines now. You know, like we, the our Epic Games, and he knows Epic Games because we're Apple fanatics. So my dad knows Ap uh, Epic from the Epic and um, Apple lawsuit that was going on, you know? So that was what put Epic on my dad's map. And so he knows that name. So I'm like, look, Epic Games, they have an engine and they just dropped the newest one. And we are about to start to see what this engine has to offer for us as the gamer, but also to the developers. And the fact that this is a, I would assume, a pretty small developer who's working on this. There's not even a publisher for this game. So this is a pretty small operation and they're getting it done. So it tells me that Unreal Engine 5 it seems like it's a pretty, pretty good deal. You know what I mean? And especially when you're, you can use it for free unless your game makes, I think it says sells a million copies or either makes a million dollars. It's one of the two, but either way, once it passes that million in either which category, cause I don't remember which one it is, then you act, then you start to pay for your use of the engine. But that's after your game has, you know, actually made some, you know, you've made enough money back to where if you have to pay for it, 
it's not going to be detrimental, especially the thing that is making you money. You know what I mean? Who that made you all that money? So I really think that's a, a an unbelievable deal for up and coming you know developers who are trying to get into this space. It's awesome, but I cannot believe that this is something that we could potentially be playing in the next you know five to seven years. I made a tweet about that. Like this is the future of gaming. Even if this game specifically doesn't come to fruition. This is the future. That is, this is what is being worked on and tinkered on now. Just imagine what could happen if that's in the hands of a corporation who actually cares about the games and the, you know, wanting to put out good quality games. Obviously, money is still, you know, they're going to want that. But, and I, I say corporation, but let's just say somebody with a little more financial backing to put something out there and, you know, get it off the ground and get it going, going. I think that we're seeing it right there because this dude is doing it or this person, this developer is doing it with, they don't have a publisher. So they're funding all of this. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that this person is, you know, dead broke or anything like that. But what I'm saying is they're doing it all by themselves. So if we're talking about like, you know, a publisher that's been doing this for, you know, a decade who has a little bit more, you know, they've had some games under their belt where they have some money in the bank that they can use for development. Yeah, I feel like, this is going to be the future, and the future is bright, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait, but it doesn't look like the future is bright for Xbox and Blizzard because today, today, the CMA blocked their deal. So the CMA is a, I don't even remember what the acronym is for, but the CMA is the, basically like, I guess it's our FCC. I don't even know if it's FCC that's been looking at them, but the uh, whatever company that's been looking at them for this crap in the U.S., this is their company or their organization for the U.K. So basically, they blocked this because they're saying that this will disrupt the cloud ecosystem in a negative way. And Xbox immediately clapped back and was like, we don't think it's going to irritate anything in any kind of way number one we've already given multiple you know reasons as to why we're saying that so confidently also um it, you saying this makes it really concerning that you don't even know how the cloud ecosystem of gaming works and that was like ooh, dang dang they calling you out bro so uh, they're pretty confident i guess you know you know what, we're going to say it. Bitch Kodik over there, he, um, I guess he, you know, went out and put a uh, a statement out saying something like, I don't know. He was saying that, like, they do think that this will go through. Obviously, they want Blizzard, Activision, want that deal to go through as well. So they're going to, you know, try to push it through and they're going to appeal alongside Xbox to make it happen. But he said, like, hey, we're going to get this going through because we've got the facts are on our side pretty much. So they're pretty confident about it. You know, I don't think that it's not going through. I still think that at some point it is. I feel like all this stuff is just hullabaloo. You know what I mean? We're just wasting time until this thing goes through. Do I know when it's going to? Pfft, not even remotely. I have no idea when they actually will be able to sign the dotted line, but I definitely think that this is, this is just a roadblock as everything else has been. They're going to keep on pushing. They're like Xbox and Activision Blizzard going together is like a train and there are, there, you know, we're trying to put roadblocks in there, but roadblocks ain't going to stop a, a speeding train. You know what I mean? I feel like it's, they're just going to keep on going. So the other question, though, that comes into this acquisition is PlayStation. And 
Earlier this week, not this week, but last week, PlayStation acquired Firewalk Studio. Firewalk Studio's working on a new multiplayer FPS game. You know who else works on multiplayer FPS games that they uh, acquired? Bungie. Bungie! So, when PlayStation, and again, this is old news when they said this, but I've, I just, I, I've been wanting to talk about this, and I felt like this is the perfect opportunity. When PlayStation and Sony come out and say that they can't make a competitor to COD in 10 years when you got Bungie under your belt, I just, I, hmm, I don't know how, that doesn't compute for me. <laughs> I, I'm awkwardly, like, putting my fingers together right now, if you can, if you can imagine that, because I just, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense, you know, you've got some of the best first-person shooter developers in your house with Bungie, and as we see, they've acquired Firewalk Studio, now, could that be, you know, are they future-proofing, because they've already been in bed with Firewalk, and I think they're working on something with them right now, maybe, but, and they also did that with, um, a, a is it? I think it's Amy Hennig's um, studio. I want to say it was her. I'm not 100% sure. But um, with, there's another studio that they acquired where they had literally just announced the game that they were partnered with PlayStation to do. And then they scooped them up. So Firewalk seems like it's this a similar situation. But at the same time, it really does look like Sony scared. And like Sony is trying to make moves to put themselves in a good spot to be able to start working on a competitor to COD. Now, am I saying that in 10 years, they're going to be toe-to-toe -to -toe with COD? No. But what I'm saying is, 10 years gives them some time to, at, in my opinion, at least, to figure out a good formula for a first-person shooter series for their platform. It doesn't need to be one-for-one one a, you know, it doesn't, uh, a COD alike, you know what I mean? It doesn't need to be a COD killer. It just needs to be a competent first-person shooter for the PlayStation consoles that is exclusively on PlayStation, as Call of Duty might be exclusively on Xbox at some, in some day or at some point, then that's what PlayStation needs. And as long as they've got that, I feel like it will. everything will work out. And guess what? As Kyle Stevenson always says, they already have one and they just won't do anything with it. It's called Resistance. Why not bring Resistance back? You guys are sitting here and acting like you don't have any first-person shooters that you could call upon. Ah, I kind of remember a game called Killzone that launched with the PS4. So not even that long ago. Now, obviously, Killzone died compared to COD. But at the same time, did they focus too much on the story aspect of things? Now, granted me, you know, that's coming from me who loves story. So... But I am asking that, you know, are they focusing too much on the story element and not so much on tightening up the multiplayer? Because that is why COD is so popular. So if they want to do something that is going to be a COD killer, they've got to go for a multiplayer first-person shooter. And guess what Firewalk's working on? A multiplayer FPS. Now, does it mean that it's not going to have a story? I don't know. But the fact that they are putting that out front and center, that it's going to be a... It, it will have multiplayer and it's going to be a first-person shooter, yeah, I'm thinking that that might be the focus there. Especially acquiring Bungie, I feel like that is just, those are moves to try to get them 
in a, you know, not a better place. Well, yeah, in a more, in a better place before this deal takes place because they don't want to be caught with their pants down when it inevitably does go through. No matter how much kicking and screaming we do, and they do, it's going to go through. And Sony needs to be ready and they need to start making the plan on, okay, what are we going to do to combat COD now that it's not ours? You know what I mean? And I believe that, you know, we're going to see it on PlayStation for 10 years. But what happens after that? That's the question. And that's the question that Sony's asking themselves right now. And that's why they're trying to stop this deal. But is it going to happen? I really don't think so. But guys, uh, the last thing I want to leave you with is my Jedi training of this week. So in the grand scheme of things, I wanted to finish Jedi Fallen Order, right? I told We talked about that. I wanted to finish Jedi Fallen Order. Before this game came out. That, as you can probably guess by the big sigh, did not happen. So, unfortunately, I decided to pivot. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to finish Fallen Order. Right, I'm not going to. And I also didn't want to get burnt out on the Fallen Order, um, you know, the, the map design and everything like that. I wanted to go into the game fresh and that's another reason why I was playing it on the Steam Deck and not on the PlayStation because I didn't I, I want to see this jump in quality you know what I mean I want to feel like this is a next-gen game when I boot this up tomorrow so I it's all about the feel you know what I mean so um I really wanted or I really wanted to you know try to finish Fallen Order but that didn't really go as planned so I pivoted and I decided, you know what, I've been playing on uh, the Steam Deck that I would like to see on PS5. The Uncharted Collection. The, or, uh, the, uh, A Thieves, and no, a th what is it? A Legacy of Thieves, yes. Legacy of Thieves. And I was like, you know, it just released on uh, PS Plus. I might as well download it and see how it looks on the PS5. So I go ahead and do that. And lo and behold, I didn't think I was going to be able to do this, but lo and behold, I was able to carry my save over for my PS4 game with little to no hassle at all, at all. I didn't have to have it downloaded. I didn't have to do anything. I just, it asked me, you want to load your save? It's like, uh, yeah, I went to it. It booted, it went into the cloud, grabbed that save. It's like, you want to load this one? I said, uh, yeah. And bam, I was in the game. In a firefight, actually. Right in a firefight. And I was like, oh, okay, it's go time. Wow. I can, I don't know why I turned it off right here. <laughs> but um, it really made me appreciate the game that much more. Because again, as you guys know, I was playing the game on the Steam Deck as well. But, and this is the cool part. This is what's really cool. So... I had gotten to about level or a chapter. I want to say like maybe sixteen. No, maybe not. 16. I don't remember. I we were on Madagascar. We were. It was the first time you get into the jeep, right? And I um I was you know going through and driving around in the jeep, and that's where I was on the Steam Deck before I had turned it off. Um and, and then subsequently downloaded the one on the PS5. So when I got to the PS5 and I loaded that save, I ended up being in the where was I at oh well yeah in the firefight but when we got out of the firefight I ended up in the like town square area so I was still in like right around the same point that I was at when I was playing it um on the steam deck like a couple days prior so I may have missed like 
I would say maybe like 20 to 30 minutes of gameplay of like traveling, you know, through that. But I'm pretty sure I was like right, right there. So I, I pretty much picked up, like I said, right where I left off. And it was a blast. And I'm telling you guys, this game looks incredible. And I mean, I thought it looked incredible. That's one of the main reasons that I got it on the PS4 was I was like, you know what? Even though I haven't played any of these games, I have to play this one because it just looks so damn good. And that's the thing. I didn't play any of the other ones because I didn't have a PlayStation 3 at the time. You know what I mean? I had the PS1, PS2, Xbox 360, then the Xbox One, and then the PS4. So when I finally got the PS4, I was like, all right, it's time. It's time to play Uncharted. And I want to say I may have tried to play. No, I don't think I did. I was going to say maybe I tried to play the, um, the Nathan Drake collection before Uncharted 4. I did not do that. But I did play... I think Uncharted 2 on my roommate's um, PS3 in college. That's the only experience I had before playing Uncharted 4. So, un but seeing the trailers and seeing everything and how just, again, how vibrant and beautiful everything was on the PS4 even, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm hooked. Give me, Let me do that. And I've got to say, the absolute best thing in the game is when you're sliding down or you're sliding down, I would even, I would just go on a limb and say all the traversal. I was going to say, do the, you know, when you slide down and then you got to use your rope. I love that, but I even love just landing on the, on a ledge as you're swinging on the rope or as you're sliding down. There's a lot the, on the ledge. My one thing that I love, and I might've said this while on the Steam Deck as well, because it's there too, but I love where you can just move the analog and that moves Nathan's arm. And you literally can just, okay, I'm going to grab here. And if you're close enough, he just grabs it. And then you go. So you don't have to press the button. It feels like a natural climb when you're taking the time to kind of find where you can grip. And then obviously, if you can't reach, then you can jump. But instead of just like, hop, 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 hop. And sometimes you want to do that. You know what I mean? Sometimes you want to just get up the ledge real quick so you can just keep on trucking through the story. And I've done that too. But... I really, really appreciate those little details because, it again, it makes it feel that much more, like, raw. It makes it feel real. And I've got to say, like, there is a lot that happens in this game, you know, towards the back half of it. And it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't want to do any spoilers, but I officially, for the first time, and, and I tried to look it up to see when this dang game came out. And, of course, Google goes, oh... You want to know when Uncharted 4 released? It released January uh, 29th or somewhere like that, 2022. And I'm like, what? What do you know? It did. I was like, bro, I did not say the, you know, I keep forgetting the, the combo's name. The Legacy of Thieves. I did not mean the Legacy of Thieves edition of this, bro. I did not. Why? Like, I said Uncharted 4. I did not say Uncharted 4, a Legacy of Thieves. So just let me know when the OG one released, bro. Come on. Alright, but either way, could not figure out when it actually did because I looked it up on Google, saw that, and I was like, alright, I'm done. Um, but, I know it's been, it's been a hot minute, and I have not finished this game, and it has literally been a sore spot. And I am surprised that I did not get a lot of this game spoiled. You know, I saw an image of the last scene, like, not the last scene, but like, of one of the end scenes, but I did not know anything of the end having played through it now and I'm really really excited and happy that that happened after all of these years and that's why I won't say anything now either because I want anybody who hasn't played that game to be able to go in that and experience the game for the first time themselves as well and 
you know, the only thing that sucks for me is that I've literally tried to play through it, I think, three different times. So, you know, the first initial areas, I did know. I think all the way up to chapter 19. It was after the second flashback. I think I played, I, I'm more than positive, I played through the second flashback and then got back to present day, and that's where I stopped playing. So very much, I th I want to say at the beginning of that chapter, and I think that was chapter 19. So um, I don't want to, I don't even want to give the, the, the name of the chapter. If, you know, the chapter that I know it is, I don't want to give the name. So, um, but I want to say it's that one. If you know, you know. But that is really where I left it off. And I the reason that I, you know, was pushing myself to try to finish this game specifically, well, the real reason is, you know, I played I was playing it, playing it, and I'm just like really engulfed in the story to where I was like, I can't put this down. And I also know if I put it down, I'm probably not gonna come back to it with Jedi Survivor around the corner. So I'm just gonna keep playing this, you know, at least until Jedi Survivor comes out. If I don't finish it, I don't finish it. I'll just finish it after I'm done with Survivor. It's whatever. But then I realized thank God, watching and listening, or watching, listening to um, the Kind of Funny guys uh, for Kind of Funny Games cast today, um, Jedi Survivor is 150 gigabytes, and I knew I didn't have 150 gigabytes on my PlayStation 5, so yeah, I had to, I had to beat the game so that I could delete it off of my hard drive, so that I could make room for Survivor, <laughs> and I knew then for sure, if I delete this game, I am not coming back to it, so I've got to finish this game. I was, I mean, I had all day tomorrow, so it's not like I really, you know, needed to do it tonight. It just so happened that it happened tonight, you know? I just played it, I only played it for, I want to say, like, two hours, and that was the end, you know what I mean? So, like, I was very much close to the end. I didn't realize how actually close I was. So, very happy with this experience, and very, you know, content with where I'm at and where the story is for, you know, the Uncharted series. And again, I have not played Lost Legacy at all, at all. So that's the next step. And I honestly think that I'll probably play Lost Legacy on the old Steam Deck. I think that I think I'll go back and start and, and play that game on the Steam Deck. I think I'm fine with that. Um, but I am very excited to play that because I know Nadine is in it. And then the other girl that's in it, I'm... I want to say she was the, uh, yeah, she was the girl from the uh, Uncharted movie, but she's also been in the games too. Like, she was in the second game. Whatever game I played on my buddy's PlayStation, my roommate's PlayStation, because he, was he wasn't my buddy, but <laughs> my roommate's PlayStation, um, that was, she was in that game. I remember her. So, very much excited to see what they do and where they go with their story and see maybe, hey, are they going to be? the new uncharted because that would be cool that could be cool everybody says that lost legacy is the best uncharted we'll see because uncharted 4 that's that's a that's a hard that's a hard that's a high bar a high bar to hit high bar but we'll have to wait and see i will be giving you guys my thoughts when i get to that but as you know this is the jmr podcast i am jedi master ren i wish you all a happy weekend. I didn't know what I wanted to say there. I apologize. You, I, y'all know I have never ended the show like that. So you know, I was trying to figure out what to say, and I was like, ah, weekend. Have a great weekend. But you know what? I really want to say, guys. Every now and then, you have to look around, and you have to feel 
the force that is around you. And once you feel that force, you can tap into it, and the real power within will be revealed. That's all I have for you this week, guys. May the force be with you.